to be guided, to be led. That's not something we like always. We want to be in charge. We want to tell others where to go. We want to be the ones making the decisions. In today's readings, we are going to see that God wants to be the one who shows us the way. But only if we want to. He gives us complete freedom. And if we choose not to do that, we can follow our own path. We have a reading today from the book of Proverbs where we hear that to do what is right and just is more acceptable to God than sacrifice. And sometimes we can say, I'll do something really unique or big or flashy, uh, maybe make a donation uh, for something that is going to be very public. But yet our heart is not set in the things of the Lord in the way that we do what is right and just in the smallness of the things that are presented in front of us. In the psalm today, we have full guidance about how to ask God to guide us. It's not something we always know because we want to be self-reliant, because we want to be self-determined, because we want to be self-governed. And there's a lot of goodness in those things, but we also have to understand that they are in the context of living a life with the King of Kings in charge. And we sometimes don't know how to do that, right? We create a plan, we set our goals, and we kind of present it to God and say, sign in the dotted line, Lord. We want it our way or the highway. And it's not easy for us to recognize that. But I remember last year sitting by the shore at the beach and recognizing as I saw the waves come to the shore, that I have lived my life many times with that precept that it's my way and I want God to bless my way. And when God shows me the way, I don't always want to go that way. And then we see in the reading of the gospel that Jesus' mother and brothers, cousins of the time, were trying to reach him, but they can't reach him. And Jesus has become so popular that those that are closest to him, that are, that are part of his family, are not able to get as close as they would like. And there is that well-known sentence that Jesus says, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and act on it. So God wants us to be men and women of action, and yet he wants to look at our heart. So with that, let's dive into the readings for today, asking ourselves, is my heart set in the things of the Lord in a way that I am easily guided by him? Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the Inner Room Emotions in the Bible, 
and we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. We're looking today in the book of Proverbs, in chapter 21, and I love the first sentence on verse 1. Like a stream is the king's heart in the hand of the Lord. Wherever it pleases him, he directs it. So even a king who has all the authority that the world gives within a particular land or territory or country, even a king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and the Lord guides it. Boy, I imagine that to be very difficult because you can imagine a CEO or even a parent inside of a house being in charge and turning our heart to God has to be an exercise just like when we exercise our bodies or when we are teaching like I have been teaching um, my daughters to drive. It's a matter of practice because our ego is not easily a docile part of us. We have to train it. We have to train our own hearts. So just like a stream, it might be guided by God. All the ways of a man or a woman may be right in our own eyes, but it is the Lord who proves hearts. As God looks into our hearts as we leave summer behind and we step into the autumn, with all that the autumn brings, can we stop every day at the beginning of the day and breathe deeply and connect ourselves to that divine perspective for the rest of the day and begin it with gratitude. Gratitude is a way that molds our hearts and lists of things that we're grateful for are very useful to even have them around so that when we have a moment where our spirits are down or where we feel unsettled, we can take a look at a little note, sticky note on the refrigerator or maybe on your computer or in a notebook or on your wallet and you can see, I am grateful for these things and practice giving thanks as a way of turning our heart to the Lord. Because sometimes we wonder, what does it mean to turn my heart to the Lord? I love God. I think about Him. I try to do what's right. So what does it mean that God is going to be probing my heart? It's going to be proving the intentions of my heart. The recommendations that the book of Proverbs today gives us are very simple. Be diligent. Be simple. Be wise, because those are the things that make life easier and better. And if we do those things, then we are practicing in the kind of the vivoac of life, the action of life. Our lives can be filled with action at certain times. And maybe there are other times where life is not filled with action. I remember when my father retired that he would say, you know what, I've gone from having so much to do to having so much time and he was struggling figuring out that transition. The same thing happens if you're looking for a job perhaps and it is a full-time job to look for a job but if you have the intensity of having a job and then all of a sudden you don't have it then time flows differently and you have to find a way to manage that. I am looking for a project and I know that right now firsthand 
So like a stream is the king's heart in the hand of the Lord. Let us place our hearts there when they are settled and when they are unsettled, when they are seeking something and when they are resting, when we are happy and when we are sad. Let us turn our hearts to God. And in Psalm 119, we find great instruction today for asking God to guide us. What a wonderful source of prayers are the Psalms. This one in particular is for asking God to mold our hearts. So if we don't know how to do it, if we don't know how to lay our ego down, if we don't know how to be docile, let's pray this psalm together. Guide me, Lord, in the way of your commands. Make me understand the way of your precepts. Help me meditate on your wondrous deeds. Give me discernment that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. Lead me in the path of your commands, for in it I delight, and I will keep your law forever and ever. Isn't that wonderful to ask for guidance from God? Because the psalm continues, Blessed are they whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. The way of truth I have chosen. I've set your ordinances before me. We have to ask to be molded, to be led, particularly when that it does not come natural to us, so that our actions may be like the king, the king's heart, that is like a stream. That means we're flowing in the grace of God. We don't contain it with our own ego, but we allow God to be the one that directs it. And a very, very short gospel reading today in Luke. Luke 8, verse 19. The mother of Jesus and his brothers came to him, but were unable to join him because of the crowd. He was told, Your mother and brothers are standing outside, and they wish to see you. And he says to them, My mother and brothers are those who hear the word of God and act on it. So it could sound, sound harsh, I know that I've seen some commentaries that those words appear harsh. But not only does Jesus use language of the time, but also he is including everybody in the audience that listens to him at that moment. It's in a way a very intimate way of saying all of you are my brethren, my family, because we are a divine family. He is indicating that we believe we belong to a kingship, a kingdom that belongs to another realm, that is the realm of God, that we belong to the kingdom of God, that we are Christians because we are now part of Christ, that that audience that was first hearing that, that was a Jewish audience and maybe mixed from people from Samaria or the northern parts, maybe they were coming from Syria or Lebanon or other parts, but mostly they were Jewish people from Jesus' community. And they were not called Christians yet. They were Jewish people. And we are Christians. I, the name was first called that in Antioch. And Paul tells us that story. We've had that in an episode. But Jesus is including 
everyone that is present into his family and letting us know that he is the source and that when we come to him and we turn our hearts and we put our actions in the direction that he's setting before us with his precepts and his commands of love, loving one another and love God, then we are his brothers and sisters. We belong to that family. And those of us that belong to that family don't act the way that the world acts. We act differently because we have a different set of beliefs and those precepts are going to transform the way we act. And in this fall where we're going to have voting and new presidential elections and where our Jewish brethren are all praying at the beginning of their new year to turn their hearts to God, let us do the same. Let us use this time to find a way to pray more deeply for our nation and maybe join those that are fasting for the nation to turn the heart to those precepts of the Lord that can make a difference in our country that has been divided and also put an end to the pandemic. That we may be, like Proverbs says, simpler, wiser, more diligent, allowing the flow of our life to be like a stream in the hands of God. Let us pray together, Lord, make us your stream. Guide us, lead us, turn the heart of the nation to you, Father. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.